going to judge Nick Gonzalez based on this one very, very eventful evening. But I'm also not going to judge him based on a really unusual minor league career trajectory. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. Pirates 9, Padres 4. I was over there covering it at PNC Park last night for DK Pittsburgh Sports. You can check out a full column I have up this morning. Gonzalez hit an RBI triple off the top of the Roberto Clemente wall. He later homered 442 feet off the base of the batter's eye. For those who don't know what that means, that's the big, ugly green wall that's behind the shrubbery in center field. Not many hitters get that far. And I'm talking about in the history of the park. Please ask me who hit the farthest ball, the one the furthest up the wall. In fact, just... Try to process it, and I'll answer it at the end of this segment. Just have to get this in there every time. The ball hits the base of the the big green thing, and the the power, the torque, Derek Shelton was explaining later, that's generated from Gonzalez's lower body. This is not a big dude, but he's got a compact, extremely energetic swing that originates from a lower base than it does from most hitters. And when he hits it, it goes. But hey, tangible stuff aside, this was the kid's first big league hit, first big league home run. I asked him afterward how that felt. Yeah, amazing. You know, obviously to get a win and then obviously to have, you know, my first hit and first home run is something special. But, you know, to get the win, I think, is, is more important, obviously. But uh, we're all excited in here. Picking between a triple off the Clemente wall for your first hit and a 442-foot homer, which one are you taking? Probably the homer. <laughs> yeah, probably the homer. Yeah, yeah. They always answer that. They always say the home run. No matter what it is that you put into a comparison point for the hitter, especially a young hitter, you're always going to get the home run. Oh, yeah, man, the homer, of course. Good for him. Congratulations to him. And you know what? Congratulations to him just for having made it at all. Because there were an awful lot of people, experts, who'd pretty much written Gonzalez off after some discouraging stretches in the minors. Some of those were injury-related. Some of them weren't. And some of them, I think, were simply the result of, well, he's a first-round pick. He's a high first-round pick. And he's coming into an organization where they need offense. They're going to fast-track him. They're going to get into Pittsburgh. All he's ever done his whole life is hit. You'll recall, those of you who follow this stuff closely, that at the time Gonzalez was drafted, there were people making the argument that he was the best hitter in that class. Now, I'm only throwing that in here parenthetically because of you-know-what argument that seems to be consuming the fan base at the moment. But Gonzalez, Dylan Cruz, you know, you just don't know, man. It's baseball. It's by far the least certain 
of all of the drafts in all of the sports. Anyway, so Gonzalez makes it up here. And I didn't even mention, which you really should for any prospects who are just arriving in the majors right now, the additional challenges that came about from COVID, in particular in 2020 when baseball was just really was just shut down. Remember the satellite camp in Altoona where they couldn't even get enough healthy players to put together a decent scrimmage at the Curves Field? That passed for development in 2020. Now, there remain, of course, the same red flags that have afflicted Gonzalez from the performance standpoint over recent years, and way, way, way atop that list is that he strikes out a ton. We're talking one-third of his plate appearances in the minors. You don't want to see that, even if the player comes with the toolkit to avoid that. I'm going to tell you what I mean by that. If it's a prospect who's in, let's say, high A or double A, and they're striking out a ton, but they're striking out plain and simple because they lack the bat speed to keep up with high-velocity pitch, big-league-velocity pitch, they're, they're toast, okay? There's no adjusting for that. There's no manufacturing bat speed. You just don't have a prayer. If you're striking out a ton because of an excessively aggressive swing or an excessively aggressive approach, that is seen as fixable, but it's still, it's still a red flag. By the time you get to AAA, if you're still striking out that much, it's way more than a red flag. And Gonzalez continued to strike out in Indianapolis. Now, we don't know what he's going to do here. We don't know if maybe he'll develop a better eye because of the better quality of pitches. I've seen that happen. It sounds a little backward, but it's true. Maybe he'll become that rare uh, youngster, although you know he's not all that young, arriving as a prospect, who develops patience, develops an eye. I know that the scouting Industry, if you want to call it that, as a whole, has massive doubts that hitters can do this. But again, there are exceptions to that. Here's what I know. First round pick, very highly touted hitter at the time he was picked. Can't miss when it comes to hitting. Well, he's here. He came up with nowhere near the fanfare of most of the Pirates' first-rounders, in fact, being promoted on the road while the team was in Miami. When he was introduced at the plate last night at PNC Park, even though it was a pretty uh, fired-up crowd, 16,000-plus, it was more uh, emotion and more people than I'd expected. When he came up, just another guy, you know, just clapped politely. Just, you know, he just kind of arrived almost as if he was like a Josh Palacios or whatever. But I guess that's part of what's cool that not only did he hit the triple and hit the homer, but he did them in a way that reminded you of what people thought he could be all through the minors and into the majors. The triple... Derek Shelton had an interesting observation bringing back his inner hitting coach saying that he was expecting the ball to kind of 
tail off. He was expecting it to move away, to maybe even go into uh, foul territory. And because of the strength with which it was struck, because of how it was barreled, it stayed really true, which impressed Shelton. I thought that was neat. The other one went 442 feet. Nobody needs to analyze it. We'll see. We'll see. It's neat to have someone of that talent here. It's also probably fair to make sure that expectations are measured. But also for all baseball draft picks. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door, your car, your bike, your computer, your gun. Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit ProjectChildSafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Today's J1Q comes from Rico, who says, DK, so many feel-good stories from that game. Gonzalez's first home run, Kutch and Carlos Santana slashing, Rich Hill bulldogging his way through six, Ruanzi Contreras with a three-inning save, Palacios' phenomenal catch. I even loved seeing G1 Bay, who's been screwed by umps all year on calls, and particularly this one, losing it. Hopefully he cursed out the guy in Korean. Just a fun game, man. Uh, Rico, I agree with every last one of these sentiments. It almost sounds like you read my column before sending the question in. In fact, I kind of list all of these things. There's no way that could have happened, though, because I know when you sent this and I know when I finished the column. The Bay thing really, really struck me because I've been waiting for somebody among these younger players to just flip out on one of these umps who thinks it's okay to call absolutely anything on a player because they're younger or they're a rookie. This makes no sense. This is very, very obviously unfair. And when I had a discussion with... I think I might leave their names out of this because I don't want them, you know, whatever. If anything were to swirl around, you know, umpires are what they are. But I had a discussion with a couple of these younger players. And their feeling, and here again, I'm going to use the word obviously, although I should use it about six times preceding this sentence. They feel that the strike zone should be the same for everybody. Quite the concept, huh? Bay wasn't just mad 
about the pitch that got him thrown out. That pitch was inside. It wasn't inside by much, but it was inside. It was in his first couple of at-bats that the umpire, Jeremy Rehack, called strikes on pitches that were so high, so far above the zone, it's just laughable. They were like at eyeball level. And if you're doing that, you're sending the signal that you couldn't care less what this kid is going to say to you in the incredibly unlikely event that the kid does say something to you. Because now what ends up happening is that Bay gets labeled. He's hot-headed. He's prone to throw a temper tantrum. It's going to stand out all that much. And forgive me for bringing up a very, very real stereotype here, but it's going to stand out very much considering that most players who are in the major leagues from uh, the Koreas, from Japan, from anywhere in the Far East, that's not something you see very often. But tell me, please, why Bay should be stuck with this stigma when he's not the one who messed up and when he is the one who, over the course of a lot of lot of plate appearances in which he's gotten hosed this year, hasn't spoken a syllable, not in Korean, not in English, not to anybody. He's turned around and just gone back to the dugout. Well, not this time. Not after what happened to him on those first couple of pitches. When he turned around, he looked at Rehack. You might have noticed this. As he was F-bombing him like crazy, he held up three fingers to let Rehack know that this wasn't about one pitch. This was about three. And I can assure you that this young man was still fuming after the game, as were some of his teammates, about the same thing. Because they feel, and they're right about this, this isn't me making an excuse for them, this is a reality. There's always gray, remember. Especially in baseball. My goodness, so much gray. You fail 70% of the time and you're in the Hall of Fame. They looked at this as umpires really sticking it to the Pirates because the Pirates are a younger team. They do notice, and they did acknowledge to me when I was talking with them about this, that if you're an Andrew McCutcheon, you're a Carlos Santana, you're going to get that respect. In reverse, if you're Rich Hill, you're going to get that respect. But, but why? You know, why? I appreciate the question. This sounds like a subject we should tackle in greater depth some other day. In the meantime, let's do another Daily Shot of Pirates tomorrow.